0: People of Earth, your is to destroy. Wait, well, the the And now about Spiraccio. Wait,
1: everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Hydar. That makes us your hosts. Olivia, how's it going? Yeah, It's going good. Uh, I mean, it,
0: I don't know. It's been a tough morning, I'm going to say. It's been a tough morning. My sister has COVID, which oh. is not cool. No. And she's, this is the, found out the day she was trying to come home from college in California. Uh, So that's fun. Yeah. And then I watched this thing
1: that we watched. And that's been my morning. It wasn't great. Two thousand mules. Which was worse. Your sister can't cover (laughs) this
0: documentary. I mean, look, I'm obviously extremely concerned for my sister's health.
1: I know. Obviously. Uh, (laughs) But but this is a bad documentary. This
0: this thing was bad. But I will say, and before... I don't want to get ahead of us, but... One of the things I want to say right off the top of my head, this is way better than the Pillow Man documentary. Oh, yeah. If if only because it's only 90 minutes long.
1: It's only 90 minutes and it's made by someone who at least knows how to make yes. a movie look like a movie as opposed to right. the My Pillow Guy documentary was just a late night Talk show. Like it was an infomercial about election fraud. It's it had a lot of format
0: similarities with this movie, but this definitely had way higher production value. It obviously had a competent editor and sound mixer working on it. There weren't random cuts to black in the middle of interviews. There weren't Weird spikes and dips in audio at random times. It was basically watchable. Other
1: than that, though, it is awful. Just so bad. It's very bad. We're again talking about two thousand mules. It's the new Dinesh D'Souza documentary, which that's why it right. looks good. because yeah, I mean, there's it, CIA I, money behind it. Yeah, good is maybe a reach, but it looks competent. It it is looks my competent. yeah yeah. It's not horribly executed. At least in terms right. of production quality. The research- Right, exactly. Is a little sketch in some oh, this? spots. And I don't know if I completely trust everything that is said in this documentary. Maybe not most things, but hey, it looks- Oh, fine. yeah. It looks- It looks fine. Respectable. Yeah. I did not realize- Because I'm not a Dinesh D'Souza guy. He's always weirded me out. Like, I'm with you. I get, like, CIA vibes. I don't know. He seems like one of those Jesse Ventura types that you can just sort of feed any information to. And he'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Because this documentary is not him doing anything at all. Oh no. This is roundtable interviews with like-minded right-wingers coupled with the research of a group called True the Vote and Dinesh D'Souza and his wife are just along for the ride to look very, very impressed by everything they're hearing. Yeah. There's so much
0: going on in the background of this that is just so odd, uh, especially regarding Dinesh, who is a total freak, just 100% weirdo.
1: Yeah, one of my early thoughts on this is, can we somehow get Yoko Ono removed as that reference for like the weird hanger on who's there for no reason. Cause if you watch the let it be documentary or was it get back, whichever it was called the Peter Jackson one, you can tell the Beatles loved her and she was a fucking blast to be around. So stop it. She didn't break up the Beatles, but (laughs) this woman, I don't, I don't know what she's doing there. Like she's just sitting there listening a lot. I don't know why Dinesh D'Souza's there in most of these cases he is there to guide the
0: conversation he is the one who like in every interview he is putting forth it's this very weaselly tactic where in all of these interviews especially with the with the truth um whatever people the weirdos he's always like now if you're looking at this you could say that this seems to be evidence of uh, illegal behavior. I mean, you know, that, not that we're saying that, but, but we're just presenting these facts and it looks like you could think that something really insidious is happening here. Yeah. And that's how it's all framed.
1: It's all framed like that. And it's another good example of a documentary or a project like this that just doesn't even entertain the idea of trying to present some sort of counter argument. <laughs> Right. And there's so much to be suspicious about if you do actually go into this with a even sort of a critical eye. Like they spend so much time talking about the four million minutes of video surveillance they have and Mm -hmm. how so much of it proves that these mules were going back and forth to all these different ballot drop boxes. And we see like three videos total in this whole thing. The same maybe five. Yeah, the same ones over and over. And at yep. no point do we see anyone go to the same drop box more than once. We don't see anyone no. go to multiple drop boxes, but they're like, you're going to have to trust no. us. After this guy in a Hyundai accent drops off these <laughs> ballots, he goes to 50 more ballot drop boxes and 14 nonprofit groups, and he picks up his Soros check and he does it all again the next day. But yep. none of that's on video. I. Didn't realize the Obama documentary that we mentioned on the last episode of the the Mm. Dinesh D'Souza Obama documentary that made $33 million. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That makes it easily the highest grossing conservative documentary of all time. One of just the highest grossing documentaries of all time.
0: Yeah, people go to see these things. They get shown all over the country in theaters. Yeah. And then they cost $30 to buy them to watch at (laughs) home. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, you could definitely get the 33 million bucks on that. There's a lot of fucking conservatives in this country, unfortunately, and they throw money at this shit. I felt
1: like I had to pay for it. I mean, I didn't have any choice, really. I wasn't going to go watch this in theaters. I'm sure it's playing somewhere or actually. Uh, Yeah, I, I actually I think it might not come out in theaters until later in the month. Like maybe by the time this is up, but I I could be wrong about that. I just know it was available for streaming and apparently you can share that login if uh, anyone's (laughs) wondering. And if you can't, Uh, too late motherfuckers, we did. Sorry. Well,
0: whoops. Oh, no, that's communism, really, when you think about it.
1: Well, my cell phone uh, tracking data will prove that I was oh in God. the Midwest recently, and I was in California, so... Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, the <laughs> cell phone tracking thing. Uh, yeah, I was actually really surprised that it wasn't
0: showing at any theaters around me. Uh, that's the kind of thing that gets
1: gets screen time here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean here too. Like L.A. I mean, I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm very close there's to There's more theaters County. there. I'm in the part of L.A. that's not far from Orange County, so right, it would be accessible to me. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. absolutely.
0: I mean, it's definitely it's accessible nationwide. Definitely. I just mean like you know we don't get we we never got we got like one week of after Yang, and <laughs> you know after well, Yang. I'm sure that two thousand mules will get a healthy
1: theatrical run here. Anyway, Anyway. this documentary, let's talk about (laughs) it. It's again, it's about the 2020 election and how it was stolen, but this is different. This isn't your grandfather's 2020 election fraud documentary, this is like your (sighs) grandfather's friend's. 2020 election (laughs) fraud documentary. It will be forwarded to him at some point. Of course, of course. Don't worry.
0: It actually, yeah, unfortunately it is most people's grandfathers.
1: And it covers a lot of ground that's already been covered in terms of the election fraud stuff. Like the thing where states stopped counting. All of this has been addressed by multiple
0: outlets multiple times. we did multiple episodes on some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I do think the beginning is the best part of the documentary. Yeah. Like the opening where like there's him in voiceover over shots of him like walking around Washington, D.C. Intercut with a bunch of CNN and, and MSNBC like news coverage of the election and a bunch of other stuff. And then he walks into the studio to get started and sits down at his desk that is in front of a collage of movie posters. Of his movies,
1: his movie but, posters,
0: yeah. But he doesn't. He didn't make enough movies in order for there to be a collage that fills the whole background. So there's doubles. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so yeah, that was easily the highlight. It really was downhill from there. Yeah, they really again. He's a filmmaker, so he does a good job of really right. playing up the drama of that moment. Except there wasn't that much drama. Like no. he's treating the idea that. Biden wasn't winning and then was winning later on after more votes were counted as this scandalous thing, as if that didn't happen when Trump got elected. I think a lot of people went to bed assuming Hillary Clinton was going to win in 2016. And late at night, like I was on the East Coast and pretty late into the night, it seemed like Hillary Clinton was going to win that election. And then it just didn't turn out that way. So if you went to bed early enough, you woke up. With some some hurt feelings. And like, yes, that happened here, except in this case, at every step of the way, people were like, but this isn't counting most of those mail in ballots, which are going to be heavily Democrat. Like everyone was saying that was going to happen. And it happened. because And also
0: they, they, they like try to turn the moment where they had to stop counting votes and every like news anchor announces that they stopped counting votes they treat that like it's like Florida in 2000 or something like there is, right. you know, like it, like it, the entire country had, you know, held its breath while it waited to hear, you know, why these votes had stopped being counted when the reality it ended up being that they stopped counting because they ran out of votes to count and so had to wait to get
1: more votes. Yeah. And that's actually one of the, the talking points with. The original version of the election conspiracy is that, well, Democrats changed the rules so those votes that came in later would count. Right. And there were measures that were put in place because of COVID that I think in some cases made counting votes that came in later easier. But it's not like every state just had a hard, fast law that said, well, if you don't get your mail-in ballot here on election day, we're not going to count it. That's not at all the case. There were several states where you couldn't start counting mail-in ballots until the day after Election Day. Like there were all sorts of different rules and regulations that Republicans knew were going to be in place because they knew there were going to be more mail-in ballots this time. Yeah. So they knew they'd be able to lean on that and go, well, we should just stop counting on election night. Like that was Trump's talking point was we should just stop counting on election night. Everything else after that doesn't count because it comes up again in this documentary. The thing that goes mostly unsaid here is when you make it easier to vote, people vote Democrat.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that's the thing. Well, they kind of say stuff like that. Yeah, but they, but but it, they of course couch it as a negative.
1: Yeah, they make it seem uh, nefarious. Like, right? There's a guy who kind of sneers when he says that they make election materials in other languages. It's like, rich, right. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, they're all racist idiots. Yeah. This is, you know, just want to get this out of the way before
0: we move <laughs> on. Like every single person who speaks on this documentary is both a huge racist and a massive moron and extremely evil. Also, Uh like it's really
1: a wild like a wild assortment. Yeah, it's blatantly racist. Like, yes! the reason it's called 2000 Mules is they're like, oh well, you got to think of this as like a cartel. And so the nonprofit organizations, those are the stash houses. And these are the mules <laughs> who run the <laughs> drugs, which are the votes between yeah. the stash houses and the drop boxes. The video you see the most is a black dude dropping ballots off and Mm -hmm. he like kind of runs back to his car a little bit and they're like see yeah meanwhile the state of georgia interviewed that guy he was dropping off ballots for his family members which are more than allowed to do and yes they keep talking about you know how everyone votes at three in the morning because it's three o'clock in the morning it's like man people have lives people you don't know what that fucking dude's life is he might be going to his job that starts at in the morning maybe yeah. that's why he ran back to the car and was so frustrated that he couldn't get the ballots in the box quickly <laughs> he certainly is dressed like he's going somewhere like- yeah
0: we could read anything into into what happens in this video you could take anything out of context i mean in the person who said the fucking oh what a normal voting hour was seb gorka so like yes. this is who we're talking about when when i say that It's a collection of racist, evil idiots.
1: Well, what they do is the documentary starts with them presenting a bunch of information that depending on what side you're on, like if you think the the 2020 election was stolen, you believe everything that is being said up top. Right. And you feel like you got there because you did your own research. So, so far, you and this documentary are all in agreement. And then, uh uh-oh. Here comes a round table of all the people you love the most. Sebastian Gorka, Dennis Prager, Charlie Kurt. Who else is there? Larry Elder.
0: Larry Elder, Seb Gorka. And um, yeah.
1: They just kind of sit around and argue about whether this could have happened and it seems like dennis prager's trying to present himself as like the voice of reason at first (laughs) and by the end he's like they must hang he comes off like of
0: a group of total morons he comes off like the biggest idiot in the in in the room it's amazing like he comes off like an absolute fool every time he opens his mouth it is nonsense I did want to say it's funny that like one of the first things that Dinesh says on camera, like after he sits down at his desk, is like, "When I started my podcast back in 2000, at 2021 and like continued to talk about the you know his fucking podcast, and then went and sat in the room with a bunch of other guests, like I realized like this is just a podcast. <laughs> you this is a ninety minute po- you
1: you paid money for a podcast." That's what this is. I did. Yeah, like, I this paid, is not a movie. I paid $30 for this. God. For a video podcast. I mean, 15 if you count that we both watched it. So Right, exactly. It's kind of like, in theory, you also paid $15 for
0: it. Oh, I, no. I think we should just
1: think of it that way. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I hate during this roundtable, uh, if you can believe it, I hate most of the points they're trying to make. But. Yeah. Especially. I think it's Sebastian Gorka who is making this point that, well, Trump can rally up 60,000 of his supporters and pack them into a stadium on a day's notice. And there's no way Biden could do that. And you think that guy beat Trump? Like the guy who can't do that is the one who beat Trump? And they're not taking into account how much people fucking hated Trump and how scared of Trump people were. The fact that he can rally those supporters and get them in a stadium on a day's notice, part of the problem, bub, there are a lot of people who will vote just to fucking stop that because they know what kind of message he's spreading and how effective he can be at spreading it. And they'll just vote to fucking put an end to that. So, yeah, you shouldn't be surprised that more people voted against Trump than they voted for Biden, which I think in a lot of cases is what happened. Like, I didn't... I, I mean, absolutely. I wasn't psyched about voting for Biden. You kidding me? No. Like... No. Also, Biden almost exclusive. Like,
0: he campaigned almost exclusively, or, you know, at, at the heaviest during a pandemic, and Trump was still holding rallies at points during the pandemic. Like, these are not comparable situations. Also, people on the left are more likely to avoid going to large gatherings, and, you know, during those times, like there's just so many and I, I don't know, man, like when they're talking about how unpopular Biden is and how everybody hates him, that's a part where I just kind of have to be like, yeah, yes, you're right. I, I, I can't argue with that. And I also do hate him.
1: you have to take COVID into account, like you said, because the thing with, oh, Biden can't pack. 60,000 people into a stadium on a day's notice motherfucker bruce springsteen can and that's who would be <laughs> at the biden rally you'd have the yeah. fucking foo fighters there and right. they would get 60,000 people what if taylor swift showed up i mean she's not gonna yeah. show up for joe biden but like i mean maybe yeah i don't know maybe like that's the thing democrats bring out the star power so yeah they don't Need a reality show buffoon to pack a stadium? They can just do it with the celebrities who vote for them, and then true present bullshit candidates like Joe Biden. But also, yeah, but just not very. But like at the same time,
0: I don't think that pack the ability to pack a stadium is a criteria that's even worth engaging with. Honestly, like I don't care about Trump's ability to pack a stadium. I care about his policies and the effect that he has on the country. I also care about Joe Biden's policies. It's why I wouldn't go to a fucking, it's why I didn't fucking vote for him. And like, it's why I wouldn't go to a rally for him. I don't like him. I don't like Joe Biden. And so it's it's just funny. Like they could potentially attract leftists. I, this happens sometimes when we watch these right-wing documentaries. I'm like, they, if they were not so ideologically uh, single-minded, they would be able to attract leftists like attention and draw them away from the democratic party potentially. But they have no interest in doing that. That's not part of the plan. Right. But like when they talk about people hating Joe Biden, I'm like, yeah, we do hate Joe Biden. He yeah. sucks. Yeah. Everyone hates Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah. But like everybody hates Trump and he was elected president also. And so, and again, this is something that also came up during the, my pillow guy documentary. This whole election scam thing, the the steal, the stolen vote, all this stuff. It just it's so hard to overcome the leap of if the Democratic Party was so powerful to make this happen, then why did Trump win in
1: 2016? Right. And especially given that he went into 2016, also suggesting that the election was going to be stolen if he didn't win. Right. Like, that's just a that is a question that must be
0: answered before I will accept almost any evidence, quote unquote, evidence that you present to me about a a election fraud is I need to know why this happened this time. But it did not stop Trump from getting elected the first time.
1: Yeah, that does not make sense. No. And the part where Joe Biden got... I think more votes than any incumbent president ever. Again, it they made it way easier to vote. Like more right. more people were able to vote this time. Like you didn't have to go out on a Tuesday during the day right. which if you can believe it really cuts into poor people's ability to go vote if you have Absolutely. a day job that is not forgiving when you go to them and say, "Hey man, it's voting day. I got to go vote." Yeah makes a huge difference if you just vote that, by the mail. I and, mean
0: that has been a built-in form of voter suppression in the system that has just gone unchallenged for decades, forever since the beginning. So, you know, like yeah, it that definitely makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. So this documentary centers around a different set of allegations. Don't get me wrong. (sighs) They do pad it the fuck out by rehashing all of the other allegations from the other version of the voter fraud conspiracy, which is just that Democrats changed the rules. So mail in voting could be a thing. And that's how they stole the election. Right. This is based on cell phone tracking location data. Yeah. And it's it, creepy. It centers around allegations made by a group called True the Vote, led by a woman yes, named Katherine yes. Engelbrecht. And Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips could not look more like American <sighs> intelligence operatives of some sort. Like <laughs> Catherine Engelbrecht especially looks like a movie villain yes yes
0: absolutely um and
1: greg phillips looks like the kind-hearted ptsd riddled war vet who would be taken in by a maniac like Catherine engelbrecht and exploited for his computer knowledge there
0: are extremely sinister vibes coming off of both of them and it isn't helped by the fact that they start by talking about how they bought a bunch of cell phone tracking data. It's extremely creepy. And they also spend so much time. There has to be 10 minutes at the beginning of this interview that is just about what cell phone tracking is, like how data tracking works. And how it's legal for people to buy your cell phone data from apps that collect it without your knowledge, and how that's all cool and it's all legal and it's all great, and this is how it works. And that, but it's so boring because it's so well known, and it just it lasts for like t- I'm not even kidding, ten minutes.
1: It's the part where I really started questioning. Dinesh D'Souza's wife's role in all this because yeah. it's in that moment that she is just shaking her head in disbelief like this is a thing she yeah. could never comprehend and it's like this is the oldest news like yeah. everyone knows this is what happens when you use a phone right well we should set up that they are
0: all sitting around a the table they're like you know Dinesh and his wife on one side and
1: the two freaks on the other side Angle and Phillips <laughs> yeah, debut album out this fall and it's called The Deep State Took My Baby Away
0: <laughs> it, it is interesting because like yeah she kind of acts shocked about this stuff but also they keep reinforcing that it's not creepy and weird that they did this it's totally normal and legal and fine it's all normal and it's all good and it's all fine that we bought a bunch of people's random people's data uh, location data in order to track their movements across like any given day that's just presented as
1: totally chill and not creepy and they do that trick where they reinforce how good and wholesome their intentions are by using their powers to solve a crime involving children which That's what the the U.S. government loves to do that. Like, they will pull out all the stops to put a child pornographer in prison and then pull out those same stops to put a grandmother who was inadvertently involved in a tax scheme in prison. <laughs> True story. I've talked about it a bunch. But they use their data to solve a crime. It was a shooting that right. happened and a little girl was shot inadvertently. Right. It doesn't seem like she was shot intentionally, but they used their ability to buy cell phone location data and track location data. And they managed to pinpoint the area where this shooting happened. And they're like, this is so precise that we were able to identify the two suspects just by using this cell phone location data. And they show this area that they have circled. There's maybe five people there. Yeah, and one of them's probably the victim so that's going to leave four to five potential people who could have committed this shooting probably in an area where there's surveillance cameras also that are going to aid in this but that's such a small sample size but they're able to point at it and go look we solved a crime with this that's how accurate this is And it's like that does not speak to how accurate this is That speaks to you being able to triangulate this to a point that you could make a very obvious guess.
0: Yeah. And it's also
1: creepy. It's very creepy.
0: I don't know much about the veracity of this story. I mean, you know, that's for one thing. I didn't look this shooting up, but like, I don't know. It's a creepy idea. This is presented as an empirical good, and I think it's weird for the personal liberty Republicans to be cheerleading, vigilante
1: (laughs) cell phone tracking, which is basically what this boils down to. Yeah, I mean, it's some real authoritarian shit. Yeah. And the problem is this data they claim to have, they spend about five minutes, ten minutes talking about it. like. 'm I'm maybe exaggerating. I'll give them fifteen mm. to twenty minutes, and they keep bringing up how, oh, people say this stuff never happens, and when it does, it's never enough to really flip an election in any way. And then they keep pointing to this one small town election right. where this guy was accused of harvesting ballots, and they had to do the election over, and yeah. it's like you are making everyone's point. When you say, oh, they say this never happens, but here's this one time it happened. It's like, no, people say it rarely happens. Right. And the example you're pointing to isn't that compelling.
0: Right. But I mean, but look, you know, they, the liberal media has an agenda to push the line that it's very rare occurrence. That doesn't mean that it actually is a rare occurrence. Like they have that super cut, you know, like yeah. where, and look, Yeah. Mainstream news networks repeat a lot of the same talking points that the government issues them. No argument from me, but that doesn't mean that what you're suggesting is true. It just means that they get their talking points from the same places.
1: Yeah. And so they're they're interviewing Greg Phillips. He's doing most of the talking because he's the he's the cybersecurity expert here. He's (laughs) been in and around election intelligence for 40 years. And I'm like, well, couple that with your beard. And I don't trust you one bit, buddy.
0: Yeah, I don't believe him
1: when he (laughs) says that. I kind of don't either. Yeah. Like, like,
0: look, not to not to be a, a judgy judge, but that guy does not look like, a cybersecurity expert. Like, and look, I know that, you know, a lot of different people can have a lot of different jobs, but come
1: on. Well, the data they're talking about, the criticism you hear all the time is, well, it's not really precise enough to say a person definitely, like, stopped and got out of their car and walked to a ballot box. Right. As opposed to, you know, got out of their car and walked to the Sabaro that's right next to the ballot box. Because you're not going to believe this, people who've never seen one, but they tend to put these things in very populated areas where lots of people are. Because then it makes it convenient. If you're out doing other shit to just drop your ballot off. So their whole argument is that they used cell phone location data and tracked these mules. Yeah. They literally call them an evil cartel or cabal of vote harvesters. Like they're using QAnon words. They're using MS-13 words.
0: They're like scaremongering with like things about elderly people getting scammed which you know happens and is bad but doesn't you know necessarily relate to this
1: yeah one thing the guy greg phillips keeps saying is well these aren't grandmas out walking their dogs oh my god yes and then like the video Uh, they keep showing it's a tall ish black dude driving a car he's bald He's got a beard. He gets out. He puts some ballots in a ballot box and he gets back in his car. Yeah. And it's like, I know what you're doing documentary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yes, everyone knows what you're doing. It's just that some of the people watching appreciate it. Right. Because they are racist and they want this viewpoint confirmed, which is that evil minorities are stealing votes in the hood. I guess
0: I don't really understand. Like, (sighs) I don't know, man. It's just. It's so defeating. It's so, like, just to go over the stuff. And, like, again, yeah, we get, like, five videos of supposedly suspicious activity. They do say that, yeah, they're not, I love they're not your grandmas walking their dogs and yeah. stuff. They basically say that they targeted the information of people who they knew were in Black Lives Matter protests. And uh, then sure used it to track their their activity. Or at least their movements over uh, however long they decided was a long enough period to track a person.
1: That's just crazy. It is. And at one point, Dinesh D'Souza just throws it out there. He goes, well, yeah, this data, it's like as precise as a fingerprint, right? And they're like, yep, right. It sure is. And then sort of later on, Catherine Engelbrecht just... Kind of throws another defense out there and is like, yeah, this is, it's super, it's super precise. But no, it's not. Like, no. That's the thing you hear all the time about this yeah. data is yes, it could be a person driving to a ballot box. It could also be a person driving past a ballot box on their way to work. Maybe right. they do that 10 times a week.
0: Which, again, is something they, this is a, a tactic that they use over and over again is they pay lip service to that in a mocking way. Like that's Dinesh's whole job, basically, in all of his interviews is to like very dumb devil's advocate and be like, now, it, is it possible that this is uh, just harmless data that doesn't really indicate anything and it's just people driving around? And they're like, no, it's not. And like, oh, well, wow, OK, then I guess it's not. Uh, Yeah, then he he says it's as accurate as fingerprints, or he's like, I guess this is uh, you might say this is as accurate as fingerprints or DNA, both of which are like, they're not 100% (laughs) like fingerprints, especially fingerprints are basically like tarot cards for cops. Like (laughs) that's as for as accurate as you can be with fingerprinting. So I don't know, man.
1: So they bought all of this cell phone tracking data suspiciously in uh I think they use the term inner city areas a couple times. It's like Atlanta. Yeah. Battleground states. But in like battleground states, yeah. Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, right. like those parts of battleground states, like the major exactly. metropolis areas where the Dems are. And right. they bought this cell phone data. And really, all they're looking for is people whose information seems to suggest that they visited multiple drop boxes and multiple nonprofit organizations. Right. And what they're implying is that these people are going out and harvesting these votes, taking them back to these nonprofit organizations. And then these mules are going to these nonprofit organizations and taken these ballots back to these drop boxes. Mm-hmm. One thing they never address is how horribly inefficient that scheme <laughs> would be. You can just mail them. <laughs> you can just put it in the mail, like unless it's literally like after the election, like <laughs> this would been just so much easier to just fucking drop them in mailboxes all around the country. No one's video surveilling those. Right. Well,
0: and they also say this was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing, obviously, was they say that they estimated that the mules were being paid $10 per vote, per illegal vote that they put in the ballot box. $10. I would ask for
1: more than $10. I'm sorry. Per ballot? Yeah. To be involved in a conspiracy to fix a presidential election? $10? (laughs) And they didn't tell, like, the conspiracy people didn't tell the people to maybe, like, leave their phones at home
0: when they go on their runs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they also don't mention where these ballots would come from. Like, they at one point... They interview a guy near the end who talks about the idea that you could probably harvest votes out of like a senior care facility pretty easy. But that's also not what they're saying is happening here. Like, no, they present that as one possibility. But yeah, where are all these other ballots coming from? And he that same guy later on is like. Or, you know, you could just photocopy them. No, you can't. It's not. No, you need to show me the copier that can do that, because that is not how that like if you could just photocopy ballots and mail them in, we probably wouldn't have mail in voting. Right? Absolutely not. That would be horribly corrupt. Yes. But to just throw that out there like, oh, well, yeah, you could also just copy. Well, then just say that. Like, why even right. go into this thing about senior facilities? Just fucking and, say, and, oh, they copy him. What? And not to skip ahead, but
0: there's a moment where during the, the idiot roundtable, they're discussing the true, the vote information, and Dennis Prager talks about how they could put someone else's name on the ballots, and even the people in the room are like, well, you don't put names on your ballots. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, you sure don't. <laughs> Again, Dennis Prager comes off like the absolute biggest mouth-breathing moron yeah, in this Yeah, he seems movie. like he
1: has never voted.
0: Yeah, he seems like he has never, like, interacted with another human being. <laughs> he feels like an alien.
1: So they go through all these numbers, and yeah. some of them more alarming than others. They say they found 242 mules in Atlanta, but like 1,100 in Pennsylvania. Right. Well, no- specifically philly philadelphia yes 1100 just in philadelphia alone right and then they basically say that five times they say it about five different areas in five different states with slightly different numbers and then this is when they start showing us the videos and again oh my god not a single one shows anyone visiting Dropbox more than once no we don't see anyone visit more than one drop box there's one they call the they call the video the dog guy
0: yeah the and dog guy
1: this guy is putting ballots in a box and he's walking a dog and someone walks up and is looking at him and talking to him and they somehow take this as oh this guy sees what's happening and he wants to say right. something motherfucker yeah. he is talking to that dog like who what, <laughs> what is don't be stupid he is talking uh, to the dog come on (laughs) some other things
0: that are never mentioned with regards to these videos is one where it is each location where is the security camera in each location how did you obtain the security camera information from wherever this security camera was placed because i guess they they kind of suggest that it was put there by the state like that all of the all of the yeah. drop boxes have cameras on them, but I feel like they never really mention the source. They blur out the faces. They blurred the dog in the Dogman video, which I <laughs> That's love.
1: Right. Why do they blur the dog?
0: <laughs> in case you recognize the dog. <laughs> like, but they and they like blur these people's faces, but like, look like
1: they called people the got him fired. <laughs>
0: Not only do they not show enough people going to multiple drop boxes or anything, but like they don't even prove that they didn't just make up these fucking videos. And regardless of that, nothing on the videos is illegal. It's all legal in all the places that they show these videos from. It's legal to drop multiple ballots
1: into a box for other people. Yeah. So you can do it for family members, which I guarantee that had to be such a common thing yeah people in the 2020 election were going out to their family members who normally don't vote and were like look you've got a fucking mail-in ballot fill it out i will take it for you sorry that's not a crime and i guarantee you that happened a whole fucking lot in
0: 2020 not only that but also because of covid you want to minimize the amount of people who are in your family who are going out and being exposed when you have to drop off the ballots and not to mention the fact that, you know, even with disregarding families, there are actually communities in this country that care about each other and the people within the community and try to do things to help them. I know that's a foreign concept to conservatives, insane.
1: but it actually is true. Yeah. The other video they show a bunch is a girl who is wearing a mask and surgical gloves. Yes. Yes. And what's important to note about this video, it's during the Georgia runoff election in January 2021, which if you can time machine back to that point in history, man, had COVID come roaring back by (laughs) January 2021 because we had that little lull where it got warm and we were like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is over. No, it wasn't. And if this woman was delivering ballots from say a nursing care facility which is also sure. legal. If you are yeah. a the registered healthcare worker taking care of a person who cannot make it out to vote, you can deliver those ballots for that person. Yeah. And so if this is the heart of the COVID resurgence, and you're delivering a bunch of ballots from a senior care facility, of course, you're gonna wear gloves and then immediately take those gloves off and throw them away after you've yes. handled those ballots. That's all this woman does. And they act like they have caught her red handed in the crime of the century because she yes. doesn't look at the garbage can when she walks past it. They're like, right. she just knew it was there. It's like, yeah, well, as if, what? What is <laughs> that? As if that they've mean? never heard of
0: peripheral vision. <laughs>
1: It's so B- believe dumb. it or not i, and they I can see things without video. looking at them they show that video over and over and over and this yep. is that here's one. the thing you heard them brag about having four million minutes of surveillance footage which first of all yes who puts it that way do weird do that math and give us like hours or days give me some stuff. hours four million what are you a musical Get out and of in here. In fact,
0: four million. I'm going to need some days on that, yeah. honestly.
1: <laughs> and then they show us a cumulative maybe minute and a half of uh, if video that. evidence. If that. If it even hits a minute. So yeah. where is the other compelling evidence from your four million minutes of footage? Yeah. which also Good that's, question. That's a lot of footage to go through in... <laughs> even this span of time like i'm sure <laughs> yeah i'm sure somehow that math works out but man four million seems like a lot of minutes well
0: and, and again four million minutes of surveillance from where like these are just basic questions that are annoying to ask honestly but like they're never
1: answered you know where is this fucking surveillance yeah. footage coming from that's important to know yeah they they don't and that would be such an easy thing to identify like you have such precise data according to your own documentary at least yeah flash the name of where this ballot was being dropped off yeah something like that
0: well and especially considering how much effort they put into describing how and why they have a ton of cell phone location data and why that's totally chill and cool and good and they don't spend any time to explaining where this video comes from. They just say that they have it.
1: Yeah. If you can believe it, there's a lot of questions they leave unanswered yes. in this documentary. Nevertheless, despite what I would argue is a pretty flimsy case up to this point, they spend, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes on the, the central theory and then jump right into how it could have swayed the election. And they right. use those mule numbers as yes. like translating into numbers of illegal votes right. that... Had these votes not been cast,
0: they put they put up on the screen for each city. Like they show the lines, which I love. First of all, they show the lines through the city that are supposed to represent the location data. Which in the documentary, the people presenting the evidence refer to as being smoothed over data <laughs> to represent a person's life. <laughs> which I don't know what that means, uh, I,
1: honestly. It's the it's uh, Probably just a filter. They just probably Absolutely. put a smooth out filter over it. Right. <laughs> it just automatically makes people look like they went to multiple drop boxes and nonprofits in a day.
0: Exactly. But like they put that map up on of the city and then they say like like for fucking Atlanta, 242 mules times five drop boxes times let's say five votes each drop box you know, write out the math and then show like whatever that ended up being a hundred thousand votes or some shit. Yeah. And then they're like, which is well over the vote discrepancy that gave the state to Biden. And then it show you know, then they show the gradually rising electoral votes of Donald Trump <laughs> over the steadily <laughs> declining electoral votes of Biden. And then like and it lands on, it lands on like Trump getting like 307 electoral votes or something <laughs> over 300 electoral votes. Yeah. And Biden getting like 230. Right. That's yeah. the difference that was
1: made. And we'll link to a few different articles that have looked into these claims. One of them in particular. It's from uh, Mercury News, which is the outlet that broke the CIA crack epidemic story. Mm. They have an interview in their article about this documentary where they talk to Pennsylvania State Senator Sharif Street. He was campaigning at the time in question in this documentary because they do their their data. They just bought it for around the time of the election. He was campaigning in Philadelphia and. He says in this interview that he every day traveled with something like six different devices or four different devices that were all connected to data plans, meaning they could be tracked, yeah. like a cell phone. And then he had two aides who traveled with him, who usually had three to four devices of their own among them. And they would constantly go to ballot box rallies. They would go visit nonprofit organizations All the time as part of his campaigning. And then he said he would also, on his way to and from the office, drive past these things all the time. And he's like, with that many devices, I've got to account for hundreds of those (laughs) mules in question because that's each individual device is going to be tracked separately. Right. If you're just giving people these raw numbers, like how many examples are there like that? Where this is like just a car full of people who happen to be driving and have multiple devices. Like, yeah. What if it's just one person that has multiple devices? Like none of that is taken into account. You just get this terrifying eleven hundred mules in Philadelphia number. And during one of the roundtables, they end it by just imploring law enforcement to go out and talk to these mules and that's yeah. the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this. And it's like, well, then turn over the names because and they say that they did. They, they say that they at least turned in two people to the FBI. Oh, no, they as part of Georgia's investigation, they asked for the actual names of the mules in question because this group claims to have them. Like if you're saying, right. we'll go out and just talk to the people. Well, OK, tell us who to talk to. Right. And they haven't turned that over yet. It's the no. same thing you saw with the Hunter Biden laptop story where yeah Giuliani was like, We got it. We got all the smoke and gun evidence. And people are like, Can we see it? And he was like, No, you cannot. I'm not <laughs> gonna show it to you. I don't want you because first of all, you're just gonna look at it and say it's not good. You're gonna tell me <laughs> you're gonna try to debunk it. And it's like, yeah, man, that's the process. That is that's that how is it works. How it works. If they have the evidence they say they have, something would be happening. The FBI has seen it. There are quotes from the FBI where they're like, I guess some of it's a little curious, but there's no no proof of anything here.
0: (laughs) Not only would something be happening, but there would be anything going on in the second half of this documentary, during which I could not tell you at all. I watched this like six hours ago and i could not tell you at all what happens for most of the second half of this interview of this uh documentary because they the interview with the supposed expert stops around the 45 minute mark and then they send out this young lady to do like an interview and then she skypes into the D'Souza family home where dinesh and his (laughs) wife talked to her about the interview and i can't even remember what the interview was about honestly which maybe makes me a bad investigator of this shit but it it was was
1: unwatchably boring an interview with a guy who it sounds like was one of those people that showed up at polling places to just sort of harass people of color when they showed up (laughs) yes and ask them what they were doing or prove they were allowed to vote or whatever the fuck and he's painting it as some kind of noble patriotic thing and he's like i was taking pictures of people and they were like you can't take pictures of me and i was like yes i can and he was like making a big deal of people like having out-of-state plates like no one moves like if your registration isn't expired and you move to a new state and you got out-of-state plates, you're gonna... Sometimes people are gonna vote with out-of-state yes. plates, and I'd love to know exactly how many there were. Probably, like, three, four? Yeah, maybe. Who A knows? handful.
0: But also, like, they also interview... Uh, well, they show, like, testimony from this lady who is all, like, blacked out, like she's sitting in darkness, and... Uh, she's talking about how this impacts the hispanic community and how she was coerced into going out and uh securing people's votes and that sort of thing but again who is this person where is
1: this information coming from and she even says that she just suspects that What she was seeing was people coming in and getting paid for collecting votes. Right. Which, here's the thing, scandalous, if true. But also, what do you mean by collecting votes? Like, were these just people who were like, yeah, I'll vote and give it to you and you can take it to a place and deliver it for me? If so, that is not a completely on the up and up way to collect that vote. That vote still counts. That right. person still voted. They had a valid ballot issued yeah. to them and they used it.
0: Well, and she also says that a lot of the people in the, her community that she's talking about are elderly Hispanic people and that the people, these insidious people who are trying to get illegal votes are presenting the idea that they are helping these elderly people vote which I can't even fathom. Helping yeah. an old person vote in my community? No. No, it's thank insane. You.
1: Why would you do that? That's not your vote. No one would. It's not like Again, it's, if it's not your vote, why would you why would you help someone cast it? Right. Shade. It's a, It's this
0: again, the idea of community and community helpfulness is just not only is it foreign to conservatives, it's like suspicious and evil. <laughs>
1: and yeah, it's near the end where they interview the guy who basically says, "Well, yeah, they, you know, they get credit for doing all these things like making election materials in other languages, and we yeah. know who those people are going to vote for, and it's like right. they still have a right to vote. Right. <laughs> like, what the what the hell kind of argument is and, that? And you don't know. Yeah, they might yeah, be not sure You sure don't. Uh,
0: but like, oh, I remembered the other guy who was there because I love his name. Uh, eric metaxas because it just <laughs> sounds like a made-up libertarian like character like eric sure <laughs> and and i think he was saying a bunch of racist shit i know he i know he uh clowned on dennis prager he's one of the guys who clowned on prager oh yeah he's very clownable
1: yeah they end with more round table because yeah they they have to pad it out and make sure that all the people you're going to go believe on Twitter also right. believe all this.
0: Yeah, they show all of them the same videos that we've seen multiple times over and over again. Yeah. Only they like do like MST3K commentary <laughs> Yeah, over it.
1: Yeah, this should have been on the bonus footage. Uh, and I like the part where they pretend that anyone on the left is going to watch this except like us. us. Apparently. Yeah (laughs) Uh, because they talk about what the complaints are going to be, which is that people of color are being tracked by a conservative group that wants people of color to stop voting. and It's like, yeah, I think that's I think if anyone watches this, that will probably be a very valid concern. It it Uh, was my takeaway. Yeah, it's like this is this is very dystopian stuff coming from the side that howls about freedom and (laughs) things all yes. the time and i don't i mean there's no understanding the disconnect there but man it's just mind-blowing how we are being propelled toward fascism by a bunch of people who claim they're fighting fascism yes i mean yeah but and what's like, worse is the people tactic. on the other side would say the exact fucking
0: thing i mean sure i guess but they're wrong They are wrong, like, and they know that they're wrong. (laughs) But the thing is, they know that they're wrong. These people especially, everyone in this movie knows that what they are saying and doing is evil and wrong. They are knowingly committing evil. Because, again, we're talking about Dinesh D'Souza, Seb Gorka,
1: Charlie fucking Kirk, who looks like a
0: mutant. Man, he looks like
1: his head exploded from the inside. Jesus. Like, like expanded. Dennis
0: Prager and Eric Metaxas, and um, <laughs> who's the other one? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Teddy. Anyway. I don't know. Fucking. Yeah. Some guy. Jesse Ventura. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But Jesse would never. But <laughs> maybe he would. None of these people actually believe any of the things that they're saying. They're just trying to sell their audience on it, their audience, whom they are considered to be gullible morons because they mostly are and that's all it amounts to is a bunch of idiots trying to fool a bunch of other idiots into letting them control the largest and most powerful superpower currently in the world for now and that's all that they're doing is they just want that and so they're gonna do say and do whatever they can do in order to get it
1: pretty much yep It's not a good documentary. I don't believe the theory. There's so much more research that would need to be done on a theory like this. Like they collected just the most base amount of information. There's still so many more steps that you would need to do to synthesize that down to, oh, well, all of these people actually committed election fraud. And it's obvious they haven't done that. Right. Like, otherwise, it would be in this documentary. I don't believe the fucking whistleblower is real. Like, if that woman was real, she would be on One American News every fucking day. She would have an Instagram. She would probably have a dance named after her. She would be a darling on the right Right. if they actually had that kind of eyewitness like they would make sure she didn't get murdered or whatever well and also like hashtag clinton body count go on (laughs) and it's just funny because it's not like
0: she's saying anything that's dangerous that would need that would require her to hide her identity nothing that she has said was that inflammatory or you know I, i don't know man i don't know this thing it was awful
1: yeah it's it's another example of them presenting this theory that they claim happens on such a wide scale like big enough that it right turned the election in biden's favor yeah and in multiple states sh- and then when they show us the examples it's always like what where was this in arizona san luis arizona I believe I looked it up population 25,000 and the other example is some small race involving one dude in a local election it's like no one in Philadelphia wanted to say anything about this you couldn't find anyone in Atlanta 1100 people yeah who would act as a similar eyewitness like no one nobody that I don't know I I, do
0: know it's bullshit (laughs) this whole theory is bullshit the entire Stop. Like, I don't use phrases like the big lie. They can't accuse me of saying that, of using the the party line. I'm just saying that there was not widespread voter fraud. That just didn't happen, period. I've been shown all of the evidence that could possibly be shown to me. I have watched it all. I watched the fucking My Pillow Guy documentary. (laughs) I watched this piece of shit. I've fucking read the articles. I've, you know, done multiple episodes about this in the past. This didn't happen. It's not real. Stop it. Move on to the next thing. Get Go to the next, like, conspiracy that you think that will actually probably work and sway people. Like, move
1: on. Olivia, open your eyes. (sighs) You know...
0: You're um, right. My eyes have been closed this entire time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I had my eyes closed during the entire documentary, and I put my fingers in my ears, and I went blah 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 blah.
1: <laughs> it's a like good time to close. I still your eyes. watched it. Like I still streamed it. I just didn't watch it. Oh yeah, we've we've seen them all. Like we've done our own research. You can't tell. There's us. no more research to be done. Yeah. yeah, we've done. I mean, unless there's research that for some reason is not in these documentaries, which I highly doubt. How? Not. Three and a half hours. (laughs) If you have not, in three and a half hours across multiple
0: different supposed experts, been able to present a single piece of verifiable evidence (laughs) of widespread voter tamp, voter fraud, then I am done. That's it. I don't want to talk about the
1: voter fraud theory anymore. Can we not? I, I, I would love to say it's going to be that easy, but do you just mean on this show? Yeah, I mean, please. Like, like, I feel like we uh, there's no way there's other stuff we could cover. <laughs> I mean, this this does kind of feel like the encore, like it, it feels like, like the right? theory went away for a little bit and now it came out and it's shredding and all the guitar feedback. Right. And then we're just going to have to leave or it's going to go on. Like, I don't know
0: how we're going to get bigger and crazier. Than like some well, fucking beardo woodsman buying a bunch of cell phone location data and trying <laughs> to use that to to to
1: track minorities. I don't know how we're going to get bigger and crazier than that. Well, there is another election coming up in like six months. Sure, but that's different. I'm talking about the 2020
0: election steal. It didn't okay. happen. We've 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 read we've looked at all
1: of the evidence. I'm sure it'll come up again, but like I just I'm I'm saying I hope. Well, I I feel like we have about three hundred and ninety nine or three point nine 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 million minutes of footage to still watch (laughs) before we can definitively say nothing happened. Like, look, if they release that and it (laughs) comes
0: with. Locate like the location of the surveillance camera and how they got it. Like, I want this stuff. That's important for the surveillance stuff. I need to know where the camera was and how you got it. And yeah. then if you give me those minutes, I'll watch
1: a lot of them.
0: And, you know, maybe maybe you'll be right.
1: But I doubt it. Yeah, it it ju- it really feels like there would be more in this if they had more. But there's not. Yes. <laughs> there's not. There's not. There's five videos
0: total. And they yeah. watched three of them like six times.
1: Yeah, and that I'm sorry if you're watching this and you want to believe it, but that part doesn't concern you at all. You're fooling yourself. Like, believe you should, it or not, you should be you should be very bothered by the, the appalling lack of video evidence in this documentary, yeah. given uh, b- the amount of video evidence they claim to have.
0: <laughs> uh, believe it or not, multiple three and a half and higher stars on Letterbox. I was you know I didn't know that there were that many.
1: Uh, cine conspiracy theorists, how many accounts bunch, did you set up to leave those three and a half star reviews? Of yeah, I, I, I you know, like only like five or six, <laughs> there's still more. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, you know, harvesting letterbox reviews is cool, right? Yeah,
0: no, it's totally cool. It's a but it, it, it is a crime, but crime is cool, yeah, of course, uh, of course. Especially election
1: crime. Oh, love it. Imagine
0: harvesting letterbox reviews. (laughs) Like, what a waste of time and money. (laughs) So much.
1: All right, so that's this fucking documentary.
0: God, fuck this thing. Fuck Dennis D'Souza. Fuck him for making me watch this. I hated this. Yeah.
1: Olivia, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here?
0: No. No, (laughs) not yet. Probably in the future. Next episode, we might have something to plug.
1: Yes. So, yeah, I think cool. that's it. Let's get think the fuck that's out it of too. here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.